Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about dangerous knowledge. Why a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 85. This is Autopilot Your Business Podcast 85. We are talking about dangerous knowledge. Why a little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. We have come across this time and time again, and we thought we would just dig into this a little bit more, a little bit more and come up with a few great findings that we've discovered over the time. Now, when I say we, of course, I am talking about the lovely Heather Porter. Hello, Heather. Hi, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Andrew, I like how every time you introduce me, it's the lovely Heather Porter. The lovely. I know. Yeah. Like the official. The official, exactly. the lovely. That's right. That's what they call it. So if anybody meets you in the street, they need to say, hello, are you the lovely Heather Porter? <laughs> exactly. And then, of, which, of which you will respond in kind. Um, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. We've had one of those busy days of um, creating content. And guys, Andrew just told me a story. And that's why we're doing this podcast around dangerous knowledge, because you will totally understand when, when he tells you this story, why it's so important for us to talk about this with you. Because if you, it, it could really hurt your business, some of this dangerous knowledge stuff that's floating around. So um, we're looking forward to having a chat with you about this one. I'm only going to tell the story if I can remember it. <laughs> because uh-huh. I'm like, what is that story? But you know what? I think we've come across this a number of times. And uh, I think you and I both have got a fair bit of experience with some of the clients that we've dealt with and some people that we've taught in the past too you know we've got a lot of teaching experience behind us and we often come across this sort of uh, problem so we thought we'd dig into it and uh, maybe you may know somebody personally that has this issue Um, we're going to talk about that today Sounds good. So before we get started, what have you learned or discovered or found in the last week? Well, I got to tell you, it's been a really busy week this week. A lot of the news was all about the iPod 6 and 6 Plus and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know about you, but you know, I read a lot of these tech articles and um, there's been a lot of talk about this launch coming up, you know, at least the month before, you know, there's all these articles saying iPod six, this and iPod sex. And here's the rumor, here's the rumor about this. And here's the rumor about that. And like, Oh, here's what we hear is going to happen. This is what it's going to look like. And these are the functionalities it's going to have. And I get sick of hearing all that stuff is like, dudes, just wait till it launches. And then you can talk about it after it's launched. Stop trying to second guess what's going on. <laughs> um, so, you know, I sort of ignored all of the pre-launch hype and I waited for it to come out. And then I read three articles and I was up to date on everything. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to talk about Apple today because there is a lot of things going on with Apple, but I'm not going to talk about that. What I want to talk about, what I discovered this week was the rollout from Facebook because I know a lot of people are on Facebook, but this is not so much a business thing. This is more a 
general thing. So if you're on Facebook as yourself, as your own personal profile, this is going to matter to you. And that is that they're rolling out this thing called privacy checkup. In the online master plan series, which um, we've just launched recently, uh, onlinemasterplanseries.com, there's a sweet little plug. Um, <laughs> I talk about Facebook. I do, a, I do a whole module on Facebook. And one of the things that I really am big on is educating people about how to use the privacy settings in your Facebook because here's the thing. You go into your Facebook settings and you think you've set them all up correctly and properly and the way you like it. But when Facebook do an update, they often delete the settings you have and they go to a new default. If they add a new setting or a new feature, they run a default, which is in the benefit for them, i.e. they get more of your information than you even know about. So I'm always telling people, go and check your privacy settings. Find out exactly what they are. Now, they're rolling out this thing called Privacy Checkup. It's actually a tool aimed at helping users better control who sees their content because let's face it, sometimes you send stuff out that you may not want everybody to know about or you're doing things with an app. You know, There's so many apps and so many websites now that say, hey, connect with us on Facebook or use Facebook to log into our app. We won't share a thing except your private details, your email address, all this stuff that you don't want people to know. So it really is important to find out what settings you've got. And this, this little app uh, is rolling out now across the board. So you really want to start looking at what it does. It, you know, it, it Make sure that you're sharing the stuff with the right people, for instance, because um, there may be stuff you don't want to share. It also tells you what apps you've logged into with Facebook. You know, we, we often log into so many apps we don't even realize we're logging into. Maybe you've lo- logged into an app once and you'll never go back. You can't even remember logging into it, but suddenly it's in your app list. So you want to start checking mm-hmm. that out as well. And then finally, um, it lets you also review and edit the privacy of key pieces of information on your profile. So um, have a look at that. It's starting to roll out. If, um, you know, they'll, they'll roll out. You'll log into Facebook one day pretty soon, and it will basically pop up and it will say, hey, uh, here's the privacy checkup. Do you want to go through it? And just take at least a couple of minutes to do it. I'm urging you to do that, uh, and you'll feel better for it because you'll discover some stuff you won't even know that you are sharing. Nice. There you go. That's me. How about you? What have you been doing this week after my long blurted out? I like it though. Because <sighs> privacy is so important online. I totally understand that, get that, and agree with you. So, um, all right. So I am going to talk a little bit about Apple. And I know uh, I will say that all the hype is annoying, but what an incredible brand to actually generate all that hype. You know, I think most of us would kill to have people speculating what our next product launch was going to be or, or, or you know, service we're going to launch as well. So pretty cool. So about that, recently we got uh, Apple TV, which is just this little box that you get and you plug into your TV. And yes, we're Mac fanatics in my house. Uh. And it allows you to hook your Mac computer straight into your television so you can play videos from your computer and you can play, you know, you can have your your photo slideshows and all that sort of stuff. But what's really cool, and it just got me thinking, was I was flicking through the Apple TV and a lot of these internet enabled TV boxes and TVs nowadays have the same thing. Uh, you can go into YouTube. They had uh, Vimeo in it. They had iTunes. They had all the different apps that we're used to. And you can just go and, and surf around on your TV and watch videos and podcasts and all and and do all the same things you do on your computer. And 
with that, you know, me playing around on that this week and also the launch of the, the, the brand new iPhones with bigger, better screens, it got me thinking about content and the absolute importance of using it in your business. And we say over and over again, use video, use audio, use images and written. And you really, really do need to be using this because it is so not about having a website anymore. It's so much more important to be in apps on mobile devices and in anywhere you can get your content. So if there's, if there's these internet, internet enabled TVs and, you know, Apple TV, you want to be there. And the way to get there is on videos or on podcasts. So just, you know, it's something to be thinking about in your business. I'll ask you a question about this and you can tell me to mind my own business, but what does Apple TV cost for the average person? So cheap. I think it was like a hundred dollars for the box. Uh And, um, the cord, the little cable, was what actually also cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, really? Apple always gets you. They always get you in the in the cords. Yeah, and um, that's right. And that's a one-off fee. Yeah, it's a one-off fee, and and what's really cool about it as well is it has this whole thing in it called trailers, and you can um, watch movie trailers, mm-hmm. and then you can rent the movie straight from iTunes, so you can watch literally so, watch trailer so after trailer. Do you have cable? Uh, no, we just. <laughs> We're old school here in Australia. We well, have- I mean, do you have Foxtel? Do you have do you have any of the the, the paid subscription yeah. services for TV? No, because I'm more you know of an online learner. So no, we we don't have Foxtel, which is like the paid yeah, cable. Right. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I get, I get, the reason I'm asking that is because I know there's a number of people now who are looking at this online TV, whether it's Google Play TV, whether it's um, iTunes, uh, what do you call it, Apple TV? Yeah. Um, you know, and people looking at going well. If we can see what we need to see through these particular, um, either these these TVs or the or the, the certain sites out there, you can pay like, um, is it Vimeo that pays the? the uh, not with Vimeo, it's uh, Hulu, where you can yeah. buy TV shows and that sort of stuff. You can watch, you know, get movies done on Amazon Prime and that sort of stuff. iTunes gives you movies and TV shows. There's Rabbit TV in the states. There's all sorts of options now. Um, people are moving away from cable or foxtel or whatever it is in australia so um i just thought it'd be interesting i just wanted to find out from you if you're actually using that in place of cable but if you're not using cable then of course that's probably a better option for you anyway right yeah absolutely i mean if i think the the, the key thing about this is that people are engaging with content when they want to engage with it and that's why the whole way of using tv has changed people are watching shows um before after did you know andrew that australia is, is the biggest pirating community in the world of tv shows and movies you know my guess is because it's so freaking expensive to go and buy them or rent them or go to the movies compared like i'm living in the u.s now Mm -hmm. and you know i can take uh my two kids and me to the cheap flicks and i'm paying five six dollars for all of us total combined um if i go to the expensive when the, the latest movies i'm not paying a lot of money i'm paying maybe five bucks a movie whereas in australia what are you paying for movies these days 15 bucks 15 20 bucks. bucks yeah 15 bucks a ticket so at least bucks a ticket like go out for it as a date it's 30 mm. bucks just to go to the movies yeah exactly you know, i mean you go on, you could buy three apple cables for that right <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, no, it's it's a it's a whole new mindset shift on content and how people are engaging and exciting news for all of us uh, and, and giving us an opportunity to actually put our content in TVs and different places and apps that never were easy to yeah. do before. We looked at we looked at we got cable here and 
uh, we looked at this just last week and thought, what are we what are we watching on cable? Um, and to be honest with you, the kids are watching stuff that they don't need to watch. Mm. Um, I use using it for football stuff because I like sports. But to be honest with you, I could easily do without it and uh, watch it on online somewhere. And I could probably pay a lot, a damn sight cheaper amount than a hundred bucks a month or whatever, whatever it costs mm. um, for it. I mean, a hundred dollars, that includes my internet and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of options there and I think that's the way of the future. It's all becoming online stuff. Absolutely. So now I'd like to start with the story <laughs> that you were yeah. telling me earlier about dangerous knowledge. And then I think once you tell it, everyone will understand what we're actually meaning by that. And then we have some pointers for you to finish up with to, I guess, walk you through what is dangerous knowledge? What is, you know, when should you action something in your business based on some information that you've been given? And when should you not action something? So I'm going to leave it over to you, Andrew. So what happened specifically today around dangerous knowledge? Well, I'm going to start with a quote first, okay? okay this, is from, yeah. this is from Alexander Pope. Alexander Pope was around in 1688 to 1744, and he wrote, it was a short story, an essay. It was called An Essay on Criticism in 1709. And in there he wrote, a little learning is a dangerous thing. Drink deep or taste not the Pyrian spring. There, shallow drafts intoxicate the brain and drinking largely sobers us again. What does all that mean? I guess it means that if you know something which is more than nothing, then the ability to go and think you know more than what you actually know is a very dangerous thing. And so, you know, just recently I was with a client and, you know, we do a lot of education in this space. And Mm. uh, I've come across this a number of times. I could tell you a number of different stories about the same sort of thing. And especially that we've just launched our online master plan series where we focus on delegation and getting people to understand how to delegate the stuff that they shouldn't be doing themselves. Recently, I was with a client and uh, I was, uh, we were building a WordPress website for them and it's got a few complexities in it. And uh, he was asking me about some changes that he wanted to make in the back of the, back of the WordPress site. So I was sitting with him and I said, um, you know, this is, this is how we're going to do it. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I, I used WordPress about four years ago. Now, this guy, uh, he's an older guy. You know, he's in nearing retirement age, but he's always had a dabble in computers uh, and, and internet, not internet stuff, but even just technology sort of stuff. I mean, he's one of the rare people I've met that still loves Access, Microsoft Access, and still works in Access. Mm-hmm. Now, there's probably a lot of fans out there listening to listening to me saying, hey, Access is still good. It was a great program. I used Access, but there are a lot of things that have superseded that now. But in this day and age, he still wanted to use Access to build this thing that he was building. And uh, I was sitting with him and he, and he said, well, you know, I, I used WordPress about four years ago. So um, I could be a little bit dangerous. And I looked at him and I thought – not a little bit. You're you're using four years ago's worth of knowledge, and in, in internet marketing world, four years is probably forty years for most other industries, right? Mm. And he was trying to remember and use what he learned four years ago and apply it to what we were doing today or you know recently. And I'm like, you know, John. I'll call him John. You know, John. This not his real name, but uh, John. I said, John. That's that's not a good thing to do. I said, why are you trying to discover all this stuff again? 
um, when you you've already got us, you're already paying us to do this job. Why are you doing it again? And he's like, well, you know, I like to learn this stuff. And I'm like, this is the sort of person that will break a great piece of work because he'll go and dabble and he'll get to the point where he does, doesn't know when to stop and he'll go too far and it will break. And by the time it's gone too far, he'll come back and say, oh, I don't know what happened. It just happened. No, it didn't. Your knowledge, your curiosity, which <laughs> curiosity killed the cat, your curiosity drove you to keep going until you couldn't go any further. It drove you to a level of incompetence of which you could not return. <laughs> Well, there's something else that you told me too. So even beyond that, he got wind of some other platforms that you could use to create sales pages and things, right? To promote, right? Like, yeah, right, right, right. So and then, so he, what he only had heard about one of those, and he was willing to move his entire site that's not even yet being done, being built across to one of these. Not even sure what this platform did, right? Right. So yeah. So so the extent so the extent of that was then he said, well, um, I he was paying for. A, a product, Lead Pages. We've spoken about Lead Pages. We think it's a great product and we love it. Um, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Lead Pages is good for what it is, right? And uh, he's paid us a lot of money to build this particular site. There's a lot of moving parts inside his site. And we've spent a good part of seven months now building this site. And um, as I said, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of parts to it. So we built this site. And he gets to a point where literally we are – I would say 97% complete of this site. We were almost ready to launch. And because he couldn't do what he wanted to do on lead pages, because he'd only just started using lead pages, um, mind you, he'd paid us to do that, but he wanted to do it himself. So we let him go and do it himself. And he's come along and he said, you know what? I want to use a different platform for my website. And I'm like, um, excuse, excuse me. He said, "Well, I want to use a different platform because what lead pages can't do, this other platform can." And I'm like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" And he said, "Yes." But he I didn't am know that for sure, did he? He didn't. He didn't know what. He didn't know what. Because I said to him, "What is it exactly that you want to achieve? What is it that lead pages does not do that you're trying to get done?" And he told me, and I said, "Interesting." I said, "That is funny because." Lead Pages is not responsible for the problem you're experiencing right now. It's actually another, another. It's Aweber. It's Aweber. His his autoresponder platform, mm. um, his email, his email platform. His, I said that is actually the functionality that's falling apart that you're not getting from Aweber. And he was about to shoot the messenger. He was about yeah. to shoot something that wasn't even worthy of being shot. Uh, and go and spend. And I'm talking go from, you know. $100 once-off fee for lead pages or whatever it costs, not even that, to a $150 a month or whatever this other platform was going to cost him. And he didn't care. But I was scratching my head thinking, wow, that little knowledge that you think you knew and you're trying to be so cool about is about to cost a lot of money. It's not going to cost just $100 a month for this other platform. It was going to cost him you know, upwards of five figures to go and change it over because he'd already spent a lot of money on his website. So what I'm hearing is a couple of dangerous things that are happening here. And the first one is assumptions. So making assumptions um, about something in your business. I'm just, I'm just going to chunk it up to business because this uh -huh. is not just about online. This is about anything in our business or, or even our lives. So making an assumption around um, when you see something happening and like, you know, he's saying that 
that there's a problem with the site and he thinks it's the, it's this one platform, but it's actually something completely different. That's one dangerous thing, just not having enough knowledge to work on with this. And, and the other dangerous one is, uh, I, I'm going to say hype. Uh, I'm guessing that some something triggered him. Something big on hype. Yeah. Big on hype. Is it big person yeah. on shiny, shiny object syndrome? Shiny, which we talk about a lot. And that uh-huh. that is you you see something that is looks shiny. It's the whole get rich quick thing, I think, that a lot of people are attracted to. It's like it's so easy to, to do. So you're seeing that the marketing message rather than the actual what's going on behind the scenes. So – and a lot of times, you know, people do this in, in, in their lives, even like even with health, you know, that like that's where the dieting industry is so brilliant at what they do. And even the health industry with, um, you know, pharmaceuticals, because you're constantly dragging one person from one place to the other without ever letting them dig deep enough to really discover what's going to work for them. So I found that, that the story, I think, is so important for you guys to hear, because what could potentially have happened if Andrew, you weren't being honest with him, is that he just spent thousands of dollars on a custom website and before tens of, it's, it would have gone into tens of thousands. He was willing to before even finding out um which parts were not working right for him and fixing those, before even looking at that, he was willing to jump ship before it was even done and then go somewhere else to a platform he didn't even know and and by the way, would not have worked for him. So what what is what is a way of I guess for all of us here listening? How do we get over this? How do we like when you presented with something and you don't like it and you suddenly you know think oh, I'm going to jump over here and do this? What's a way around it? What what do you think he could have done differently? Well, I guess the first thing he he could have said is, hey, here's the here's what I'd like to achieve. Here's my goal. I want to get uh-huh. this particular thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he is the person that's paying the bills. Okay. He's the person that wants the goal achieved. So if he doesn't know how to get there, like if I went to, um, if I went to a doctor and I know that my tooth was hurt or I know that my tongue was hurting, for instance, oh, what's, what's my goal? My goal is to get my tongue fixed. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't go and pull out a knife at home and try and, stick it in and think that I've done the right thing and go, wow, it must be the knife that's not working or maybe it's my tongue that's not working. Maybe it's something completely different that's affecting what my tongue is doing. It's a really weird example, but he was self-analyzing what he thought he knew was the problem. Mm-hmm. We go to doctors because we can't analyze what's wrong with us. You don't go and self-analyze your problems in your business. You should, I mean, you, should, I mean you, you can do it to a point, but if you don't know, you go and ask. You don't you don't. If you don't know about the legal parts, you go and ask a lawyer. If you don't know about accounting bits and pieces, you go and ask a bookkeeper or an accountant. Um, you've got to ask for the right advice from the right people. Yeah, what I'm hearing here is ask questions. I think that's the fix. Is is asking questions and asking better questions as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, ask me. Ask us. Hey, hey. You know, here is what I wanted. I wanted this to do this. What is my best next step? Mm-hmm. And I could say, well, there are a couple of options. You go here, go here, go there, go there. And every one of them would not have cost him a lot of more money. In fact, you know, the, the, the actual fix for his problem was a zero cost. It really was a zero cost. But he was willing to stick his hand in his pocket and pay more. Without even asking the without question, why did you fix this particular problem first? But you know what? It goes on and, and it gets a little worse. And, and this is where I start to see, and you've seen this a lot too, is – 
people cutting corners because they think they know that they can do better. And this is where this is where it becomes a plague of proportions which are just crazy. People will spend time trying to save a dollar by doing it themselves. Yeah. Uh, and this is not just uh, this is a lot, this is a lot of things, and I can give you a bunch of examples. Here's a great example: is that um, we've got a client that doesn't want to pay for someone to do the videos for him. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want, doesn't want he's he's happy to record his voice or record his face, but he doesn't want to do the he doesn't want to pay anyone to do the editing of the videos. Yeah. Okay, great. Do it yourself. So he spends on average on average. Um, for a 15-minute video, six hours trying to edit it, right? <laughs> Himself, six hours to edit a 15-minute video. And he comes back and he goes, I can't get it right. I don't understand this product. Product He was using Camtasia, which we recommend if you're on a Windows. I don't understand this product. It's taking me six hours. And I've got this, this, pit, this video that's so not even in the frame, I can't work it out. Can you yeah. help me? Can you help yeah. me? I'm like, of course I can help you, but – why did you spend six hours? And this is per video, and he's done seven of these videos. I'm like, wow, seven times six, that's 50 million, you know, 42 hours, 40 hours you've spent trying to make videos work because you haven't been bothered to find out someone who already does this automatically every day. You can find them everywhere. This is not a highly skilled job anymore. Video um, editing is not a mass, it's not like it was five or 10 years ago when. You needed expensive equipment. You needed a lot of um, experience. There are a lot of people out there who can do a really good video edit with little experience but still do a very good job much quicker than you could ever do it. I have a good little story on that as well. Um, speaking of which and, and the whole thing of wasting time, there was um, there's a, an office, a group of, of you know employees in the same office, and they were putting out some videos to their clients as part of their whole sort of follow-up with their clients, their service-based company. And – what they ended up doing was taking – they were filming the content from their phone, from their iPhones. Mm-hmm. And you know with a phone, if you flip it like up, up and down vertically, then you get that really thin video that doesn't fill the video frame properly like on YouTube. Uh-huh. But if you flip it long ways, um, that's how you get the widescreen ratio, right? So mm-hmm. they ended up poor, – poor guys, they ended up filming all this footage on their phone. They spent a whole day and they all, they got the little sliver um, videos and they had practice and they got dressed and they set up lighting <laughs> and they, they tried to do, again, everything themselves because they had heard – iPhones, oh my gosh, yeah, we can just use our phone to record video and, and that'll be professional enough for us to send it out to our clients. Mm-hmm. But they missed that part. So then by just, again, that dangerous knowledge, they, they, they ended up wasting an entire day and then they had to go in and do it all over again. Yeah, it's, it really is a – it really is something that is plaguing people now because – I mean, here's the thing, you know, we've got looking at the world, we're getting, we're getting free platforms where we can go and connect with people. We're using Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. We, we're connecting with people now. It doesn't cost us money. We don't have to go and sit in a room and network our buck, butts off to connect with people anymore. We're finding apps that do things that would have cost us tens of thousands of dollars three or four, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. you know. There's, there's, there's. Um, we talk about iPhone six being launched with an eight megapixel camera on a phone. For God's sake, you know, back in when I, I traveled the world in 1997, I had a, 
uh, five megapixel camera. I bought it to travel. It was state of the art, five <laughs> megapixels. That's huge. And the photos that came back were awesome. Now, mm-hmm. a phone that sits in my pocket and us, you know, we, we have it within an arm's reach of us 97% of the day uh, is now much better than this this Canon super shot, whatever I bought back then. Um, we've got the ability to um, use tools that are a lot cheaper. But the problem is that people are spending too much time trying to uh, perfect it and they could be spending their time doing their business a lot better and and get people who know what to do, uh, do that part of the job. So I guess what what I'm hearing here is that um, yes, we all want to be educated on the, the latest trends, the latest tools, the latest resources. Absolutely. But when it comes to actually doing something about that knowledge, this is the most important piece of advice that I would share based on what you're saying, based on what we, we've seen, is when it comes to that time to action, make sure that you ask better questions and you are very, very clear on your outcomes. What do you want to have happen? Because sometimes the thing that you are so excited about is actually the vi- the wrong thing that's going to get you there and you just don't know what you don't know. So ask better questions and then thirdly, go out and find somebody who has been there, done that. That's why we have experts. That's why we have mentors. That's why there's doctors, lawyers, you know, um, business advisors, because there's there's a lot involved in in everything, every element of your business, including online marketing. So yes, knowledge is great. Absolutely. But but make sure that you're very open-minded to hearing advice and feedback from other people. Just because you've read a blog post, just because you've been on a sales page, just because you watched a YouTube video doesn't mean you know the the half of it when it comes to something. And um, just be open to, to knowing that and, and listening to what other people have to say. Yeah, I think that's a great point is that and we're not we're not not knocking learning at all because you know we're teaching people all this sort of stuff, but as you said, ask questions. Keep asking questions about it. Mm-hmm. If you have a little bit of knowledge, great. Ask some more questions as you go so you can learn. Um, if if this person had asked me a few questions, he wouldn't have made a almost tragic mistake. You know, he would have he would have moved on and said, okay, that was good. That was uh, that was what I needed to know. Now it's clear. Um, but he was ready to sign on the on the dotted line for this new this new thing that just wasn't going to work for him. Um, mm-hmm. Now, do you think the other company would have said no to him? I can tell you now, there was no, uh, there is no person-to-person connection. This is a st- this is a platform he would have purchased online. Yeah, he would have clicked on a button. They would have paid. You pay your money now, and he would have had it. There was there was no communication with this other company. He was about to buy, buy it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm. You are so close to teetering. And, you know, if he'd come to us and said, hey, I've got this new platform, uh, move my site over, we would have said, uh, I don't think so. It's like buying, you know, a Ford and saying, uh, I've just bought a Chev. Can you move the entire Chevy motor into my Ford, please? <laughs> no thanks. And ultimately, it comes down to everything in, in business, doesn't it? It, yeah, it, really. it really it really does from, from finding legal templates online and thinking that that's going to protect you completely to, <laughs> you know, um, to going out and trying to design your own graphics and thinking that you've covered off your your corporate branding by by coming up with your own look and feel to, you know, writing a paragraph and thinking you're a copywriter. Yet yeah, it's great to know that stuff, but just 
just yep. uh, be smarter, ask better questions, definitely keep learning, but make sure that you're, you're surrounding yourself with good, knowledgeable people that um, have been there and done that. There's lots of us out there online. And uh, that's why we're here for you guys. That's why we're, you know, we appreciate you listening to our show as well. Yes, we sure do. So we don't mean to be knocking people. It's more of a cautionary tale that says, hey, everybody, just take a step back and say, what else can I ask? How else can I find out more information before I make a decision? Absolutely. And get clear on your outcomes, get clear on your goals and what you want it to do. And then you can make more informed choices. Yes. So that um, that's a wrap. Just be careful of that dangerous knowledge that you're hanging on to. Um, you know, there's always there's always more to it than you think. Uh, so, Andrew, any any last uh, little little words before we do wrap up? Uh, no, I think uh, as you said, ask questions and uh, don't be afraid to ask questions either. You know, go and find the right person who knows the answer. Ask the question. Say, is this going to best best suit my needs and my goals? That's that's coming out. Mm. That is it from me. Heather, tell us um, your last thoughts and then how can people find out more about this show? Yes. So uh, really, the, all I just wanted to say to you guys is, is thanks for tuning in and come on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast or, oh, I always forget this. We have aybpodcast.com. We've made it easier for you. So come on over aybpodcast.com and um, come on, hang out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We love you guys. Let us know what you think over there too. And, um, you know, yeah, it's it's such a jungle out there, isn't it? It really, really is in in business. And um, just be be patient, ask better questions, and surround yourself with really good advisors in every area of your business where you feel that you have a bit of a weakness. Yes, um, if you want some great advice uh, on a regular basis and connection with some of the best, smartest marketers we know, online master plan series dot com. Online, is that the right? Is, am I giving the right yeah, URL? Yeah, come on by and check us out. Um, onlinemasterplanseries.com. Yep, come and check us out. All right, AJ, thank you very much. Uh, look forward thank to seeing you. you on the next show. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.